San Francisco. This is Rochelle Rosegold. Thank you for tuning in to my show, Levels and Luster, where I combine innovative audio with communication to create social change. All right, so this is Cheryl Vargas. She is the Assistant Director of Women in Leadership and Philanthropy uh, here on campus. Can you just tell us a little bit about what Women in Leadership and Philanthropy is and what made you want to get started and work for this organization? Sure. So, uh, uh, Women in Leadership and Philanthropy is an initiative that began on campus in around 2012, and it was started by a group of women, volunteers, and trustees who were having the conversation around what uh, ways can we create a greater impact across campus, both today and in the future. And the establishment of uh, Women in Leadership and Philanthropy began. And it ran for about two years, started as a uh, luncheon gathering of 90 women who decided that uh, they, too, envisioned a USF community where women would thrive at their full potential, and they all had a common goal of contributing to a more just and humane world. So that became our vision statement, if you will, and the mission then expanded to inspire, empower, and advance women to be leaders in service of their community. And, of course, with USF as our mission and providing educational opportunities, what a, this was a great way for women to come together to network and develop their own leadership opportunities. In 2014, they hired their first director, uh, Leslie Wessel, who came on and really established a framework of sustainability for the initiative. The symposium uh, continued to evolve and develop. That's our signature event, which happens in March. And uh, they really took it upon themselves to identify priorities of embracing leadership, providing volunteer opportunities, and really uh, catalyzing women's leadership through philanthropy. When this was presented to me as an opportunity in the fall of 2018 to come on as their assistant director, I was thrilled to not only work alongside and in collaboration with women who had a vision, who were leaders, and who had connections, if you will, to others that did the same and have the same purpose. And to be on a higher education campus was a no-brainer for me. I've uh, truly enjoyed and thrived myself in developing young people to realize their full potential and what a better way to be able to brag about students' accomplishments and engage women as philanthropists to give back to support that as well. So uh, that's what got me uh, excited about Women in Leadership and Philanthropy, and it's really exciting to see where we could go. The possibilities are endless. Great. Wow. Wonderful introduction and uh, explaining about what Women in Leadership and Philanthropy does. And as many of my listeners know, or maybe not, that I also work here um, on campus in the development office. And uh, it's been really, really a joy for me to get involved with the committee. I just volunteered 
last year because I heard what it was and I and I saw the impact it was making and I just wanted to be a part of it. And this year just slowly was a little bit more of a part of it and now I can have Cheryl on the show and uh, just talk about the impact it's making in the community and it's really important for I think people to have a platform and and to create visibility around other women who are doing great things and so that's exactly what the symposium does it uh, it creates it gives people a platform to shine and talk about their leadership and their philanthropy and uh, hopefully inspire other women in the network so at the event there is a keynote speaker, a main keynote speaker, and then there's uh, other breakout sessions, right, that you can get involved with. Just tell us a little bit more about about what happens at the uh, symposium and how you contact these people and and uh, decide who to have featured as a keynote speaker. Right. So our symposium themes have been around uh, gender equity, advocacy, and leadership. I would say those are the overarching themes that seem to bubble up all the time as a priority. And our priority for a keynote is definitely to seek out women who've served as accomplished leaders in their respective areas of expertise. Uh, This year was really around advocacy and leadership, which is what brought us to invite Jacqueline Martinez-Garcel, who is the CEO of the the Latino Community Foundation here in the city. And she really uh, put her platform, her platform was around social injustice and women given the opportunity to be leaders over time and how women can set their sights on giving back to the community and leading with love and uh, being empowered to do so. Last year's keynote was a, a female entrepreneur, businesswoman, who her name was Debbie Sterling. She was the CEO and founder of Goldie Blocks, and she worked to change the notion that toys in the pink aisle didn't need to be such a societal impact on families raising children, and she was her goal was to disrupt that pink aisle, basically, so... Her leadership and her entrepreneur priorities and willingness to step out of the norm was really inspiring to the group last year because it really gave women the opportunity to say to themselves, I can do this. I can be different and I can make change if I stick my, if I put my mind to it. So those are some of the things that we uh, find inspiring when we go to find a speaker or have a panel of women in a room is that we want to be set up to create change and help women to leave the room feeling like they are empowered to create change. And sometimes we need that nudge. We need a group of women around us to say, let's do this or you can do it and be supportive. So that's part one of our priorities of the symposium, and it's definitely a message that we want women to come away with. So that plays a part in who we choose to speak. 
Interesting. So it seems like last year it was more of a macro approach where disrupting the pink aisle and, and the societal norms that are causing gender inequality and how to go beyond that and make a difference. And then this year is more of a micro approach where it's your inner dreams, your inner passions and, and finding the the ethics to move forward with your goal as a leader and, and as a philanthropist. So it's kind of yeah. just taking different approaches to this this giant umbrella of gender inequality and so just it's really important to see all these different areas where there's activity happening because i think it's in the bay area especially there's so much sensitivity about these issues that you know you have more room to you know start a business or it's easier for you compared to some other places around the world where there's you have you have to work so much harder where here it's more sensitive and you can actually have a fighting chance so that's why it's important for these stories to come out and to be Exposed. In that sense, what is the projected growth for females in leadership positions, in your opinion, uh, in this area and around the world? Well, I definitely see an uptick on female-owned and founded nonprofits. So I feel like they're, uh, maybe that's a safe zone for women to truly dig their heels in and embrace the community needs. They're Two of our panelists that were at the symposium, one is was working with uh, equal, with uh, equal rights advocate. She came from being a full time lawyer and attorney to now she's an executive director of a nonprofit because she saw the need to provide services to those who didn't have access to resources. So. Um, I think for women, there's definitely a growth in uh, nonprofit leadership. Uh, I will say from a corporate standpoint, there's legislation now that requires corporate boards to increase their number of women serving on their boards, as well as increasing their representation from a diversity standpoint. So corporate boards will be seeking and aggressively trying to recruit women to serve in these leadership capacities as um, policymakers and decision makers for major corporations. So that is a really exciting uh, turn of events. Uh, Many women will say, finally. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's definitely an area that the industries are paying attention to. As far as USF goes, it is a conversation we've had even about how do we set up women's leadership opportunities and help ready them for those volunteer roles. So uh, we've talked a little bit about the best way to pull our resources together and tap into those that do that well and provide uh, avenues for women to grow in that way. But uh, I would say definitely uh, there's an impact and a a desire for women to take on more leadership in their companies. Great. Good to hear. Good news from an insider perspective. And then also in Women in Leadership in Philanthropy itself, the committee, you've seen a major growth just in the past four years, right? From 90 to around like 300 guests were at this session. Right. Right. Yeah, we ended up, well, started at 90, and uh, this year we had 400 women who attended. And one of the more interesting uh, facts that we determined more recently is that the uh, 40% of those who attended this year's symposium had no previous connection to USF. So the, the fact that USF's reputation 
has preceded itself in the form of being a credible program, we're valuable to the community, and that we foster that discussion and conversation for women to be at the table. And uh, so I think that really speaks volumes to USF uh, reputation, like I said, and also just the fact that we are open to all and uh, we are creating change and people want to be part of that. Just, you know, planting the seed and then watching it grow and impact, it's really incredible. And then this is more on a personal note, uh, and it's mm-hmm. going with the theme for my show this whole month, was just talking to women leaders and uh, their experience as being a businesswoman or a leader themselves or working full-time. Uh, and you're working full-time, I assume, right now, and I just wanted to know if you had any difficulty being a businesswoman yourself or finding a work-life balance with family, if you have any advice around that area. Sure. So personally, I I guess I will say I was definitely blessed with the doors being open for me to step into roles that were uh, senior level leaderships. I've been an executive director of a nonprofit, actually with the YMCA for eight years. And then I also uh, been brought into positions that did not previously exist. So uh, my trajectory and my professional growth has definitely been in my favor. I will say, however, though, that the good old boys network prevented me from being uh, in the C-suite in the nonprofit industry. So I will, uh, I think that's a reality that I experienced uh, in my career. I I guess, if anything, I'm pretty good at work-life balance, and my advice to ever, I raised a family of four children, um, I was my advice would be that work-life balance is a choice that you make. No one's making it for you, and you're making that yourself. So when people say they don't have it, my response is to just spend a little time on self-reflection and to see what it, how you can make that happen because it's so important to take care of yourself uh, before you take care of others. Just like when you go to the, you go on an airplane, they tell you to put the air mask on yourself before you help others. Same strategy. <laughs> um, but uh, be confident in your plan. Have a plan for your career. Write it down. Share it with someone. Share it with a lot of people because before you know it, someone's going to hold you accountable and come back to you and ask, so how's that going? So uh, ask for support, finding a mentor, you know, all those things that everyone tells you, um, but practice it, and then it becomes a reality, I guess is my my whole thing. Don't just, it's not just theory in a book, it actually works. So if you feel like you don't have it, then you just need to actually take the time to plan on where to have it. Yeah, just write it. And, And I think part of it, too, is just do a baby step doesn't have to be this grand scheme, you know, you have to have it all organized and, and you know, all these colored files and colored boxes. Just mm-hmm. start small, celebrate your wins, take on the next one, take on the next one, celebrate, and uh, it'll grow. Your portfolio of success will grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it's, I think that is true with a lot of areas of life. If you just think about things one day at a time or in small increments and one week at a time, um, it's much easier to accomplish than to think of like this giant project or this this whole life change. You know, it's just a little bit every day uh, yeah. can get you a long way. Yeah. 
And so, would you give any ad- other advice to female stuff starters or entrepreneurs who want to be uh, leaders in the future, possibly that are just starting out as young professionals or going to be graduating in the next few years? So, so I think you actually, Rochelle, are a great example of that, is uh, by volunteering and doing something that's not expected and taking that as a learning opportunity to not only just find out what your strengths are, but find out what um, the possibilities are. You, um, I, I really feel like the today's students are filled with innovative ideas, different ways of doing things. More, I, I want to say they're actually more efficient than most people that mm-hmm. I've worked with. Um, so um, take those strengths and apply them and just put yourself out there like as you know, the, the volunteering time that you put in is uh, appreciated by all those around you. Uh, but also, at the end of the day, you can feel good about the fact that you are giving back uh, to a cause, uh, to a, a passion of yours, even if it's doing, you know, getting involved in a club and an organization across campus. Um, start there if you don't have a car. You know, sometimes it's harder to to get out into the community, but to just tap into all the strengths that's around you. So, Okay, great. Share yourself. Share yourself, <laughs> yeah. Be bold. Find your passions and uh, volunteer. Get out there and, and it gives back. Yeah. Great. That's a, yeah. it's a different approach than some other women that I've had on the show or just, just different perspective um, from the giving standpoint. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and it's... I think that uh, women in leadership and philanthropy is going to just keep continuing to grow and make a, a huge impact on the community and all the women leaders who are aspiring uh, to fill the shoes of the keynote speakers or the breakout session speakers one day. So I think you, your part in the uh, committee is really important and I'm just and appreciative of you coming on and talking about it today. So. Sure. I appreciate your uh, invitation, and I do want to invite people to uh, women to join our LinkedIn group, which is the University of San Francisco Women in Leadership and Philanthropy. Okay. Is there any other upcoming events or any other social media handles you want to get out there for the listeners? Yeah. um, Right now, uh, our nearest event is that we are all gathering for the School of Nursing and Health Professions Crawford Lecture, which is happening April 9th. So we're looking to have a group of women attending that. And then uh, most of our announcements of things will happen on our website. So that is usfca.edu slash giving slash women. And then you can sign up there to get our newsletter and Read on, uh, read up, and be inspired on other women across campus that have made change and are making change from here. So that's LinkedIn and the website, and you could probably find it just looking under Women in Leadership and Philanthropy. And yeah, if yep. I have any listeners who are interested in joining that network in that newsletter uh, and just want to keep up with announcements, I would definitely recommend to check it out. And I think that that's it for today. So thank you so much, Cheryl. Once again, appreciate it. Good luck on the next adventure for the committee. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle. Great. Have a great one. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.